This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Hey everybody, welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 58. I am Craig, your host, and Chris? I'm, I'm the other guy. You're the other You're guy. You're the host. I'm the other guy. That's right. Yeah. I, the, the nice thing about being a host, it's like watching Jimmy Fallon or something. Jimmy Fallon doesn't have to know anything about anything. He just has to bring on somebody interesting. You're the somebody interesting every week. Right? Every week. Deja vu. <laughs> so today we are talking about July financials. We got to do this because August is almost over. Yeah. I'm a little bit late this month getting J- July financials out. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. maybe you're pregnant if you're uh, late this month. Uh, yeah, it could be. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> so today we're, we're talking about July financials. We're going to go over a few of those numbers. Uh, now, it, it's not a very complex month from the brief glance that I've had at it. Uh, and so afterwards, we're also going to talk a little bit about some accounting principles that people will find useful, I think. Uh, even if it's just, we're not, we're not going to deep dive into any accounting stuff, but just giving a little bit of exposure to what these accounting principles are uh, will help uh, potential and current owners. Right, Chris? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Very good. So before we get started, just a reminder, go to hollandassetsllc.com for show notes and comments and all that wonderful stuff for this episode, for past episodes, Um, but especially for these financials episodes, if you're listening in the truck or if you, uh, you know, you're not able to get to a computer, then I hope you come back to this episode when you have a chance to go to hollandassetsllc and pull up the spreadsheets, the P&L that we're going to be talking about here in this episode. It's all going to be there. And for those of you who have already gone back and looked at the show notes from uh, the last episode, the last financial episode we did with the June financials, I had forgot to post the spreadsheets <gasps> on it. Naughty Chris. me. Yeah. Well, they're there now. So if, if you went back and you looked at them at one point and didn't see them and wondering what the heck I had going on, um, they're there now. You can go look at them. I make promises to these people. You Chris. do, yeah. And I <laughs> and I fall short. Just ask my wife. I I fall short in a lot of different things. You guys can like have a little uh, commiseration session. There you go. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, d- does your wife sew? By the way, um, she doesn't. She knits a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, I cross stitch. So, have you ever heard of a stitching bitch? Uh, no, but I, I bet you I know exactly where that's going. Yeah. So yeah, we can have a stitch and bitch. Okay. So <laughs> July financials. Uh, oh no, shoot. We want to get there in a minute because I wanted to ask you, you've got something big coming up. Uh, you are, you're, you're looking into the possibility of more expansion along the lines of what we were talking about last week. We are looking uh, a little bit more seriously at uh, adding to our fleet Um and I think there's a pretty good chance, not not 100% sure that that's going to happen this year, but a pretty good chance. And, and just kind of with the timing of things, you know, I think the smartest time to add a, a new unit to any fleet is right before the fourth quarter push when things just get kind of crazy. Rates are at the best that they are during the year. Um, so if we're going to do it, we're probably going to do it in the next month or so. Um, just Just trying to figure out if you know, my sanity can handle it. If I've got, <laughs> if your you wife's know, sanity, if my can wife's hand- sanity, all it. of our sanities can handle it. And, uh, so, um, so this would be an extra truck, but not another, another driver. No, it'd be, well, no, it'd be another driver, another too, driver I, too. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got a, you know, when I got off the road back in April, 
um, I, I, I kind of really started diving into the companies again and getting mm-hmm. a little bit more hands-on on things. And I've got a, a bunch of projects and irons in the fire right now that I just, I could not afford time-wise to go back on the road for any extended period of time. It's just, right. I don't, I don't have the capacity to do it. Cause I, you know, when I, when I did the getting on the road thing and, and drove for a year, I'd kind of, um, handed off a bunch of stuff, kind of stopped the projects I was working on or, or made sure I'd finish them before I hit the road. And, and I, I just, I'm not in a position to be able to do that again and right now. I, I hope that if you missed last week's episode, I'm talking to you listening to this right now. If you missed last week's episode, go listen to that. It's really interesting the way that uh, Chris talks about setting up uh, a small fleet with three to five trucks and the way that, uh, that Chris is going to be kind of backfilling the other driver or drivers in his company and, and all that stuff. It's a, uh, it's a really cool system. So I hope you will go listen to that if you haven't yet. If you remember though, I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite cause I'm not going to do it exactly how right. I preach it just for the reasons I wasn't I going to bring talking it up about. again. Well, you know, I, 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 I try to be transparent. <laughs> sure. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, there is <laughs> that. Uh, that's uh, the philosophy by which I live in my relationship with you. <laughs> okay. So I, good luck to you, Chris. I hope you find a second truck and a second driver. I, I hope it goes well and keep us apprised of that situation. We certainly will. Now, July financials. How has the summer been going? Because you know what? COVID is this thing that's here to stay. Things have been a little bit up in the air for a few months. How did July go? Um, July went better than June. Oh, good. Which uh, wasn't the best, but wasn't the worst. Um, and and overall, things are, are trending in the right direction. Um, you know, July was better than June. The, the thing that was really the most important, you know, it was better in net income, but more important than that, you know, for the long-term thing, my all-in rate per mile was was better. And, you know, like we said, kind of near the beginning of the, the episode, this episode, um, we're quite a ways through August at this point, you know, launching this financials episode a little later in the month than we normally do. And, and rates are looking even better in August than they oh, were good. in July. So a little sneak um, peek, a little sneak peek. So the, uh, hoping the August numbers will, will reflect that and, and that will be a good thing. So, um, Cool. Stay tuned. Well, so to remind everybody, we we are going to go over the total miles that you ran, the deadhead miles within that, the total revenue, your rate per mile, and then how many days were spent out on the road uh, for the truck, right? Yep. Not necessarily for the driver, because there's two drivers technically, if there, we include you in there. If we include me, but I, I honestly haven't been driving very much at all over the last little... Uh, I've only been on one trip, one real trip, and it was only a three-day trip since I've uh, since I hired Mike. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I haven't uh, been getting out on the road as much as I thought I would. Okay. Well, all the same, let's start then at the top with how many miles your truck went this month? Total number of miles was 11,223 miles. So that was about 1,000 miles, maybe a little more than 1,000 miles less than last month. Okay. So less than last month. A few, few miles less. But with the rate per mile being a little more, hopefully that'll that'll come out. It, but yeah. uh, real quick, what about deadhead miles? Deadhead miles was nine hundred thirty-one, so le- less than ten percent, which is which is good. We'd we'd ideally like it to be closer to five percent, but that the deadhead miles, and it seems like this happens almost every month. There's one one load that really skews those miles, and there mm-hmm. was one load in that that uh, in this nine hundred thirty-one um, deadhead miles that was like two hundred and thirty something 
of those 931 miles with just one one load and and again it was one of those loads that it made it worth it to do those extra deadhead miles and so we don't really feel too bad about it so is that something you can work with your dispatcher on and say look you know last month it was just way too high on the deadhead you got to find us stuff closer in or whatever is is do you have any control over that or can you can you ask for uh, better performance on that or is that just kind of a you, you get what you sometimes it just is what it is um you do have control over it. you have, you ultimately have a lot of control over it because you could say well i'm not going to take a load that has any more than 50 miles of deadhead but then you may end up stuck in a place for a little bit longer than you would like to because you're not willing to go a little bit further and so so even though you may end up getting 100 more miles of deadhead than you would like it it oftentimes the difference between the the truck moving one day versus getting stuck for a full day. And so it rarely, if you go back to the um, one of the episodes where we kind of really broke that down, your your rate per mile and what it was like missing a day and did it make it worth it to, to sit for a better rate, it rarely does. And it's kind of, it's the same thing with deadhead miles. Um, usually it, it makes more sense to go pick up a load, even if there is an extra 100 miles of deadhead miles on it than, than it does to just stay put. And right. Generally speaking, moving is better than not moving. Generally speaking, it certainly is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what did you end up with uh, for total revenue then in July? Total revenue was $20,160.01. Uh, Don't forget that one cent. <laughs> it's not, for and you, it's very important. It is very important. So, so that, uh, that was actually more than the total revenue of last month. So fewer miles, but more money. That's nice. actually a good thing. I should say so. That's the American dream, right? That is the American dream. Work less, make American more. trucking dream. <laughs> so, okay. So that gives you a, a rate per mile then of what? $1.66. What was it last month? $1.56. Oh, okay. So, All right. So that's not a bad improvement. It's still it's not a, where you like to be. It's but. definitely not where we like to be. I mean, we we definitely need to be more closer at, at a minimum to that $1.85 a mile. But as you can see, as we're going to get to in just a few minutes, um, we were still able to make a, a net income. Even last month, we were able to make a net income on that dollar fifty-six, um, which which kind of surprised me. But w- we still made a little bit of money this month, and I think you know the 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 freight market still on the recovery path. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that are kind of going into that. You, the, the freight market is such a finicky thing um, because there's so many factors that really feed into that, you know, especially when you're talking the spot rate market, which is where if you're getting most of your loads from brokers um, and from load boards, most of that's the spot rate market. And that fluctuates a lot. And it all depends on how many trucks are out on the road, how much freight's being hauled, the demand for freight. And right now, even though the demand for freight is not crazy, a lot of the bigger fleets have taken trucks off the road. They've got stuff parked. And so that's actually helping the spot market. And you're kind of really starting to see that um, here in, in, in August, towards the end of July, we were starting to see it more. And it just it's, it's steadily and getting better and better. And, and hopefully it'll kind of keep going that way, or at least for another couple of months and, and get us back to where we need to be, which I, I'm pretty confident at this point that's going to happen. Well, I mean, clearly, if you're going to buy a new truck, then you must be pretty confident. I, it, it, absolutely. I, I wouldn't buy the truck if I didn't feel like rates were going to be where they need to be. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are one thing. Business owners are notoriously conservative and gun shy, right? So uh, yeah. you must be uh, yeah, believing pretty well in this uh, I, I, next I'm, few months. I'm feeling pretty good about good. it. Good. 
All right, good. So, uh, total revenue, uh, $20,160.01, Chris. Uh, that gives you, what, a profit of how much? So, the, the profit ended up being $1,537.53, which is still below average, but mm. it, it's... But you're taking what you can get right taking now. Taking what we can get right now. We're just kind of, to a certain extent, in a little bit of a survival mode, you know, trying to get through the COVID thing as the economy continues to to recover, which which it, it seems to be doing. And how many days on the road did it take you to get that number? 19 full days on the road and five partial days on the road, which is That's uh, a, lot. a little, it is, it's a little bit higher than normal. Yeah, I'm used to about right. 22 total, right? right. And this yeah. is 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of time out on the road. How's Mike doing? He's all he's, right? Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Good, all right. So is there anything else from the uh, profit and loss that you want to talk about? Uh, with, with these numbers to go into more detail, not really. It, I, you know, as I was kind of looking over the profit and loss to decide, hey, what what else do we want to talk about? It's actually pretty bland. There's nothing really that no sticks giant out. repairs no, or no giant repairs. It, you know, the, everything's just kind of normal. The the repair expense was a pretty normal repair expense. It wasn't like it was completely gone or huge. It was just kind of average. Everything was just, for the most part, kind of average. Um, as far as expenses goes and, and revenue is right where it needs to be. It's just, it's, it's just that the expenses were a little bit higher. The rate per mile wasn't right where we wanted it to be. So it, the profit, the net income didn't end up being ideal. You did your yearly renewals for, you know, uh, government stuff and insurance stuff a little while ago, right? So you don't have any of that coming up? Um, we do. And that, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit that when we, go over the balance sheet. I, in fact, that's probably a pretty good transition. Well, the, uh, you, you know slow what? pitched that to me. I didn't even get it. Did I, I? It was like a watermelon, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had no idea. So <laughs> that was an accidental transition. Let's talk Look about the balance sheet then. What do you want to go over then with that? You know, one of the things I want to talk a little bit about with the balance sheet, again, the balance sheet for the most part is pretty bland. It, oftentimes a balance sheet, you're not going to see big swings on it from one month to another as it is. And, and this, this, this month is no exception to that. But there is one thing that I, I you know kind of caught my eye a little bit was if you remember almost well it's getting close to a year now at this point we talked a little bit about prepaid expenses because um, last September I had to renew the uh, registration on my truck because if you remember right when we first started the company we only did the registration for six months that's to kind of right keep our, our okay startup expenses a little bit low and so our renewal goes from the end of September to the end of September. So we're coming up on that here um, in another month or in so. another month. And so looking at the balance sheet, I saw that my prepaid expense for that was like a dollar thirty-eight or one hundred and thirty-eight bucks. So that means we're down to the last month of that expense. And if you remember right, this is kind of where I want to get a little bit into. Um, uh, talking a little bit about the difference between accrual accounting and cash accounting. There's, uh, there's more than one type of accounting. It's not just cruel. There's yeah, no, they're all cruel. Okay. <laughs> this is accrual. Oh, okay. Accrual accounting and cash basis accounting. Um, most people, a lot of companies, especially small businesses are going to use what's called cash based accounting because it's just, it's really easy to understand. Most people get it. Debits, so you, credits, debits, simple stuff. Y- yeah. Simple stuff. They all, yeah. Simple, simple stuff. It, and, and what it really boils down to is when you have an expense for a hundred bucks, it comes out this month. That's what goes onto your books. Right. Right. Fun fact for you, Chris. I'm ready. I failed one class in college. You want to guess which one? 
um, accounting. Accounting 101. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I missed the ad uh, drop date and just stopped going. Oh, man, so. look at that. <laughs> uh, okay. So you anyway. didn't even try. It, well, yeah, what can I say? I'm a quitter, Chris. I'm a quitter. <laughs> when it comes to accounting, at least. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> sorry, go on with so, what you're talking about. So cash-based accounting, like I said, is just, it's really simple because you've got an expense comes in this month and it's part of your books just as it's as the expense comes in. Um, Accrual-based accounting oftentimes is different, and it can be different on both the revenue side and the expense side. So you take, for example, um, in trucking, under normal circumstances, if I complete a load for trucking today, you know, say say today's the middle of July, the 15th of July, I complete a job that's a $4,000 job. Um, under normal circumstances, I'm going to go bill that company for the 4000 bucks, and when am I actually going to get paid for it? Yeah, uh, 30 days, 30 days oh, okay, down the yeah, road, you know, sure. terms are typically net 30. So I'm not going to get paid. I'm not actually going to receive that cash until next month. Okay. okay so gotcha. in a cash based accounting system, I would recognize the um, payment for the job that I did the day the cash came in. So even though I finished it in July, I don't get paid till in August. That's going to count on August's. Books. Okay. I can already see how this is going to get more complex <laughs> if you switch that up. And I'm going to try to keep it as simple as I can. But on in accrual-based accounting, on the revenue side of things, it's that you count the revenue the day the service is completed. So if I did the job in July for 4000 bucks and I finished the job in July, I'm going to count that $4,000 of income in July. Right. And instead of in August when the cash actually comes in. So what are, what, what's the advantage for you then in doing it that way? I, in my, in my understanding of an accounting on, um, the revenue side of things, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. It's kind of sixes. Yeah. I think personally for me, the big difference comes on the expense side of things. Okay. And the and reason that's what we're talking about and, here and with uh, talk, renewing your plates. We're going to talk more about the expense side of things and with renewing plates. And plates are, is a perfect example of this. Okay. So I'm going to just to keep the numbers super simple. Let's say that um, you know today, July fifteenth, I need to make my twelve hundred dollar payment for my plates. And that's a year's worth of registration, right? Cost me twelve hundred bucks. Well, if I if I'm on a cash base accounting. That twelve hundred bucks is going to come out of my profit and loss in July, the day that I write the check, and the the day that it comes out of my checking account, right? Yeah, right. So that twelve hundred bucks comes out right then. Well, we'll think about it. That twelve hundred dollars is going to hit my profit and loss statement for July. That full amount of that twelve hundred bucks, and that's going to hurt. And that's going to hurt it, man. And it kind of skews your profit and loss for that month because you're taking. A, a full $1,200 hit on something that really provides you a year's worth of benefit, right? But, that, you're, but you're looking at a snapshot with one month worth of cash flow. Yeah. Okay. All and right. So it's all coming out that one month, even though in reality, it's a, it's a benefit that lasts you a full year, right? So with accrual-based accounting, you can do what's called amortize that expense or accrue that expense over the entire year. So instead of taking a $1,200 hit on it, in one month, you can take a twelve one hundred dollar hits over, over the, the course, course of, of the year. year. Yeah. Okay. And so that's Jinx. what this, <laughs> and that that's what the the benefit of accrual based accounting is, and it, it kind of evens out 
your profit and loss statements so that you can get a more accurate picture of the health of your company. Yeah. And 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 accrual based accounting really is kind of the gold standard of accounting. The the more sophisticated companies and you know especially the bigger companies are going to do everything on a accrual basis because then it it gives you a little bit more accurate picture of what your true profit and loss is, not just kind of what the cash flow is of the company. Okay. Man. Yeah, you're right. It is a little more complicated. And, uh, you know, as soon as you said amortization, by the way, I'm like, yeah, that's why I failed accounting. It just goes right in one ear and out the other. Yeah. So, and and the reason that I, that I kind of really explained this, there's, there's nothing wrong with cash-based accounting. Um, You, you can use it probably 90% of small businesses in America use that cash-based accounting. But it's one of those things that as you try to educate yourself and you try to learn and get a little bit better in business, if you can really you know, take that accounting 101 or grab an accounting book and, and learn about accounting and get it to the point where you can understand that concept really well and use that, it's going to be one of those things that helps you make better decisions, especially as you try to grow and especially as you try to get bigger because you know, you're going to have a better understanding of what your cash flow is. You're going to have a better understanding of what your actual profitability of the company is, and it'll just help you make better decisions further down the road and, and into right. the future. So if I can distill what you're saying, it's for most of the people listening out there, cash-based is fine, but if you want to maybe take it to the next level, start learning about accrual accounting. Uh, uh, that's a great way to put it. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Chris, is there anything else that we want to go over in this episode, whether whether accounting or otherwise? The only other thing that that, that I would say, I, I think we're done with the accounting and, and really the profit and loss <sighs> thing. Just a, a few words of encouragement. I, I know right now is kind of a difficult time in the economy and trucking and, and everything else in the world. Um, just you know, keep your chin up. It, it's going to get better. It's getting better. Um, you know, if, if you've got the dream of starting your own tre- trekking company at some point in the future, but you don't feel like now is really the right time for you, it, it, all of this stuff is just baby steps. You know, you start making some of those preparations now, whether that's saving some money or leasing onto somebody else. And, you know, so you can have your own truck and get that truck paid off and then make the jump into, into being an independent owner operator. You know, there's a million different ways to do it and there's a right way for you to do it if that's what you want to do. And, and just, you know, don't be discouraged. Uh, it, you know, the guys that, that are successful in business that I've seen, it's the ones that just don't quit and they have a good plan and they, they know where, where they want to be a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. And they're able to kind of break that plan into little itty bitty pieces and say, you know, my, my big goal in 10 years is to have a five truck fleet. Well, that means in one year from now, here's where I want to be two years from mm-hmm. now, here's where I want to be. And they, they can develop and execute a plan based on that. And hey, so I love this. Good words of encouragement, Chris. I appreciate that. And I hope others do as well. And I want to just add to that. If you are relatively new to the show, maybe this is your first episode. Maybe somebody referred the show to you. Then I do hope that you'll go back and listen to the backlog because it's really fun and interesting to hear you, Chris, talking about, hey, I'm thinking about buying a second truck. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, you, you went on the road, what, 15, 16 months ago, something like that. And you're already thinking about buying a second truck. And I think it would be valuable for people to go back and see how you got there because you've laid out a really solid, uh, a really solid plan for people to follow. You know, obviously everybody's situation is different. They'll adapt it to their own 
uh, situation, but I, I hope that they'll go back and listen to some of this backlog that we've created for them. Yeah, the foundation is there for anybody to be able to build it based on you know the, the principles that we've tried to teach over this last really 18 months. And it's just a matter of, you know, now that the foundation's there, you know, how do you tweak it to fit, you know, what you're looking for and what you need? It's, you know, it's a 90, 80, 90% solution. You just have to figure out the other 10 to 20% that you need to adapt. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yes, if you're new, please go back and listen. And if you're an old hand, if you've been with us for a while, still, you should probably go back and review some of those old things uh, that we talked about. We'll probably be bringing them up again in the future as we go. But, uh, but we do want to thank you for listening, by the way, whether you're new or old here. And uh, if you do enjoy what we do, please go review the show on iTunes or whatever it's called nowadays, <laughs> whatever service you use to listen to your podcast. Go give us a five-star review if you enjoy what we do. And leave a nice comment uh, that, that mentions me by name. That would be much appreciated because you know, we all know who the, the, the real brains behind the operation is. And the good looks. Yeah, sure. That, that too. Uh, all right. So HollandAssetsLLC.com to check out full show notes uh, for this and past episodes. Chris, parting thoughts for today? If you've already started your trucking company, make sure you have a good accounting system. Okay. It's it's incredibly important. It's more important than most people would think, especially if you want to go get a loan from a, a somebody to get a second truck and third truck and to grow. You've got to have these kind of systems in place. Can I? Oh, okay. Here's my final thought. Last thing. So I run a YouTube channel for uh, another job that I do. Uh, and knowing what to do on that YouTube channel depends almost entirely on me marinating in and constantly looking at and understanding the numbers that come in on that channel. And so I think it's probably a similar thing to what you're talking about. If you know your numbers, then you'll know your strategy. Uh, or at least you have a much better I, chance. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. You've got to know your numbers to be able to build that strategy and, and know where to go. So yeah, that's that's a good way to sum it up. <sighs> All right. Did you go? Got in the last word. <laughs> All right. You uh you you earned your your pay today. There you go. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See you later.